What's up, world? Welcome to The Great Case. It's your man, Kovu. I got Monty in here. Uh, episode two, we in this thing. Yeah, uh, we back, man. We back. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. So, I mean, Monty, we, we came with a prepared list of topics, but literally, not even 30 minutes ago, something caught me off guard, and it was on Twitter. I was browsing Twitter, and I seen something from Ice Cube. Oh man, <laughs> I think I saw that yeah. too, man. But we definitely got to talk about it, man. Go, go ahead, go ahead. So, um, I want to find the actual tweet, but Ice Cube had uh, put out a tweet that has a lot of people um, hurt and disturbed. You know, Ice Cube is a legend in hip hop, Mister. You know, fuck the police. You know, N.W.A. nigga with attitude, um, a part of one of the greatest hip hop classic movies. Uh, ever, you know, straight out of Compton. I don't think that's too controversial to say. That is one of my favorite hip hop movies of all time. It was done uh, exceptionally well. So um, I'm not going to say that I that I've gotten too intimate with with Ice Cube's catalog or anything like that. But I I definitely respect him, you know. And uh, when I see him on anything from Shannon uh, Shannon Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless's uh, show, The Undisputed, to him going on um, <clears throat> the real time, real time with Bill Meyer, Meyer, whatever his name is, and uh, having a conversation with Bill about why it's unacceptable for him to joke about being a, you know, stuff like that. I, you know, I'm always checking for Ice Cube and, and, and you know, seeing, seeing what he's talking about, whether it's just him venting about his Lakers or, you know, speaking on some social issues. So, uh, and I'm not alone when I say that. A lot of people, you know, look up to this man or whatever. However, uh, the tweet that got a lot of people disturbed is I'm on his Twitter right now. And right now he's just responding and reacting to all of the, the anger to his tweet. So I'm scrolling down because I don't want to, I don't want to misquote this man. I don't want to misrepresent what he said. That's pretty crazy, man. Cause uh, I know, I know Ice Cube when I was first in high school and just getting into hip hop and all that, he was definitely, definitely one of the first few rappers that I got into, man. He has a lot of classics, man. A lot of classics. Right. I found the tweet. The tweet says, facts. I put out the CWBA. Both parties contacted me. Democrats said we'll address the CWBA after the election. Trump campaign made some adjustments to their plan after talking to us about the CWBA. Um, and I'm guessing the CWBA is like some sort of a agenda to help... Um, black uh black folks and yeah i was uh, i was thinking that you know he 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 probably has you know a very specific interest or he's he's kind of supporting a candidate based on very specific issue and i think that kind of gravitated towards you know trump for him but i don't know man it's a uh, he he has a lot of other a lot of other things that he should be looking at just instead of just one issue you know well, 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 there's that, but there's also, um, we don't want our, our heroes or like hip hop heroes. I'm not saying he's my own personal hero. I have my whole, my whole thoughts on hero, hero worship or whatever. Um, and you know, when you put somebody on the pedestal, it leaves you susceptible, uh, to, to the rude awakening of like a, a, a error that they, that, that said hero may make for you. you. You know, you can learn the hard way. So I, I, I rather look at like artists and respect them for what they for what they do, and look at them as just like us. You know, they 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 bleed the same, uh, uh, their heart beats the same like ours. They have to put their pants on one pant leg at a time. But um, the people in the actual comments uh, under this tweet, uh, one one person named Woke Happens says, "Say it ain't so. The ground is littered with people uh, Trump made promises to, i.e., his." university and foundation, et cetera. Uh, 45 never had me, never got over his role in housing discrimination against black renters resulting in settlement. We are not a monolithic people, but I am ashamed of you today, Ice Cube. Um, another person said, wow, after all of your years in the entertainment industry, how could you be that easily manipulated and misled? Trump will tell you anything you want to hear to have a black celebrity on it. Uh, just to have a black celebrity on his side, he will tell you anything you want to hear. Um, and 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we're being real, uh, kind of Democrats kind of do the same thing, but they're not as open about it. But I get what they're saying. Though, you know, obviously, one one party is way a lot worse than the other. But yeah, yeah. that that's very, you know, that and makes Trump, sense. And Trump is in a full campaign mode right now, so he's he's. I think he's willing to like uh, put his word on on a ton of things just to get those votes. Like when Kanye came uh, during you know during his. Uh, during his like first term, Kanye came and, and, and did what many people perceive as kissing Trump's ass. And uh, Trump loved it. Or like even when Trump was campaigning back in 2015, where he was like, oh, look at my African-American over there. Like, like <laughs> Trump knows what he's doing. And I just hope uh, Ice Cube knows, you know, how, how politicians are. And just because the Democrats said we'll address uh, your agenda after the election versus Trump saying, oh, we're going to actually make some changes and, and, and and uh, incorporate your plan into our plan. You got to be careful. Like, like you got to be careful when thinking about taking what he says as like fact or like his yeah. word. Is, his word is his bond. And I, I mean, he I'm literally like, Trump literally promised the wall, and we we haven't heard of that shit, and I don't even know in years. Like, yeah. well, what's the update on that? Right, and it so. says uh, Trump ad, uh, Trump advisor gives shot, a shout out to Ice Cube for his willingness to step up and work with the Trump administration to help develop the platinum plan for Black Americans. So platinum I plan. think uh, Trump has yeah I think Trump has something called the platinum plan that uh that is supposed to like help out the Black community or whatever. And Ice Cube is saying that uh, Trump's platinum plan would be updated uh, after seeing Ice Cube's said agenda. Now, guys, I haven't um, really had the time to really look into Ice Cube's actual agenda because I've just seen this tweet. I didn't know uh, yeah. about any of this or whatever. Well, um, I would say one thing, though. Ice Cube, he, he also got into into some heat a couple, I think, a couple months back uh, about tweeting some very, a lot of different conspiracies that a lot of people weren't really fond of. So he might have, I don't know, he might have some different type of, different type of askings that he's asking for Trump and he might... You know, Trump is also very, he, he he likes to get into the conspiracies a lot too, you know, when he, oh, when yeah, he talks like, about some different ideas that are out there, you know? Yeah, yeah, like Trump is definitely somebody that will like uh, uh, parrot those, those you know, paranoid conspiracy theory, uh, theories or whatever. So he's the type to parrot conspiracy theories when it benefits him, like going all the way back to like, what, 20, 2009, uh, 2010, when he was saying that, Oh, Trump, uh, Barack Obama needs to show us his birth certificate. I don't believe he was born in America. And if he didn't birth that uh, conspiracy theory, uh, he was a very big proponent of it. He had yeah. quite a few people thinking like, wait, is Barack Obama, I mean, his middle, Barack Obama's middle name is Hussein. Like, oh my God, he could be a Muslim from, you know, Africa or something like that. You know, so, <laughs> bro, Trump, Trump is playing, uh, you know, doing he's these. He's wild, things. man. He's wild. Yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to make power moves and, uh, some people say he's playing 4D chess, 5D chess. I wouldn't give him that much credit. But uh, so, yeah, but but somebody um, like on Twitter said Ice Cube told Biden and Trump to hit him up regarding a contract with Black, with Black America. It includes economic and social reforms that Trump believes will help Black Americans. Biden said to wait until after the election and Trump got in touch. He's not endorsed by Trump or any Republican. Um, mm. I mean, that may be true, but now you got Trump's advisor giving a shout out to Ice Cube for his quote unquote willingness to uh, step up and work with the Trump administration. So they're going to spin it as an endorsement. Yeah. And uh, Ice Cube is endorsing them, but I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll just have to look more so into it, but uh, I just hope that uh, our legend um, is careful. Yeah, so, we'll just uh, wait and see because I don't want to. You know, I just don't want to be that outrage machine right away, just hearing something right away, you know. We'll see exactly. We'll see exactly. what, his, uh, what his motivation is for you yeah. know, just supporting somebody. Ice Cube, uh, I just hope Ice Cube also realizes that uh, Jerry, you know, from the 90s, you know, the, the infamous uh, white executive that was uh, given these slave slave contracts to NWA, mm. you know, Easy e I just hope Ice Cube knows that Jerry isn't the only Jerry, or of course he knows that he's intelligent, but just to be reminded, like you know, Jerry is not the only Jerry, man. Trump, Trump is cut, might be cut from that same, that very same cloth, or whatever. So, Damn, um, that's that's very that's a good analogy, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
But it's funny though. I saw, a, I saw, a, I think Trump, I think Ice Cube, he tweeted like a, in 2016 that he would never support Trump. And it's kind of funny that it kind of, you know, after four years, he's kind of, you know, going a different route. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people in the black conscious community are, are saying like, yo, at least like stick with the devil, devil, you know, Biden and, and Kamala Harris, like, uh, uh, like we, I guess the idea is that, you know, um, it can't get much worse with, with Trump, which, by the way, I, I don't believe that. I'm not trying to be too political or whatever, but they're trying uh, some some black conscious, quote unquote, thought leaders are saying that if you let Biden and Kamala in, it's going to fuck things up even more. And, uh, you know, I don't it, think that I don't think <laughs> really I think it might just wrong. it just might stay as the status quo. You know, it's not going to change that much. But, you know, with the other party, it might get worse. So who knows? Agreed. Agreed. So, um, but now we mentioned somewhat of like something about like conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists. And I think that that is a great segue into Tory Lanez. And Tory Lanez is somebody I want to talk about uh, for a little bit on this episode of The Great Cave. And um, I guess we can start with the latest uh, update article that I've seen uh, on Pitchfork uh, regarding Tory Lanez's. Uh, legal status with the whole case with uh, Megan, the, Megan the, the Stallion. So I'm clicking on that right now. All right. <clears throat> Headline says, Tory Lane's handed protective order cannot contact Megan the Stallion. Megan has alleged that Tory Lane shot her and also writing that she, quote, was recently the victim of an act of violence by a man, uh, unquote, in a New York Times op-ed. Uh, this was this article was posted October 13, 2020. It says today Tory Lanez was scheduled to be arraigned in Los Angeles, where he is facing multiple felony charges in connection with the July tw- uh, July 12th arrest. The arraignment has been postponed. Variety and TMZ report the next hearing will take place on November 18th. The Daily News reports can Pitchfork can Pitchfork confirm? Hold on. This grammar is, is kind of crazy on Pitchfork. My, my bad, guys. But it says, uh, Tory Lanez reportedly attended today's hearing via telephone. At the hearing, the judge issued a protective order ruling that Tory Lanez cannot, co- come, cannot contact or come in come within 100 yards of Megan Thee Stallion. Quote, you have been served orally and the court is ordering your attorney to provide you with that protective order, unquote. Um, okay, yeah, so, so there's that. So, so we know that. There's a protective order and charges have been brought to Tory Lanez. Um, some people may have thought like, yo, what, what took so long? <laughs> like, why are these charges just now coming out? But, you know, sometimes it takes uh, police departments time to, you know, gather whatever evidence. Uh, yeah, they want to be sure probably, you know, because this, yeah, yeah. this is a big story. So they, they probably don't want to rush anything. Yeah. And. You know, contrary to what some believe, I don't think this has anything to do with Tory Lanez releasing his music videos. I, I heard Charlamagne the guy uh, speculate about that, like, oh, maybe these charges are coming out because of Tory Lanez's recent uh, uh, music videos. But I, as of right now, I don't really see any like evidence for that. However, what I wanted to talk about is Tory Lanez's defense in the court of public opinion. In the court of public opinion, bro, Tory Lanez is doing something that. I never would have expected him to do. This is something that's like unprecedented in hip hop. A pop star allegedly shooting a pop star, a black pop star that's uh, being accused and alleged to have shot a a black female pop star. And, you know, Tory Lanez goes quiet for a while. Then he comes out with that tweet, says, uh, I'm sorry, apologies to my fans for my absence. You know, but uh, at what, what did he say? 9 p.m. tonight, uh, basically implying that you know, I'm about to break it down when ultimately he just posted about his album, whatever. But, bro, he in his music is not only uh, vehemently denying the allegations, uh, he is going the Illuminati route and the I'm a Christian route. And this happened. <laughs> This happened right after I got my master's, right after I got control of my music. And, and there's some historical uh, precedent to that because they, they say when Michael Jackson uh, bought the Beatles catalog or, or when Bill Cosby wanted to buy a network, that's when, that's when they try to t- tear powerful black men down is when they start uh, becoming interested in ownership. And 
I can't lie. <laughs> the, the momentum has definitely shifted. Like, I won't boil it down to a percentage on, like, for or against Tory, but if you check out the new music videos and singles, uh, specifically Most High, not only is his number, like, not, not only is he doing numbers, and maybe even more than usual because of all the hype around his name right now, but people in the comments are defending him vehemently. And oh, his, yeah, his, yeah. And his like-to-dislike like ratio bar looks very healthy. Like, if you, look <laughs> yeah. at it, if you look at that bar, you wouldn't think that there's any controversy going on. Uh, and his fans are speaking as if, like, convicted by the Holy Spirit that he's innocent. Like, oh, I can't wait till he's, he's proven innocent. I know. I know he's innocent. And I hope Megan Thee Stallion go to jail for, like, uh, 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 25 years, 15 years, whatever, uh, for accusing him falsely. Like, speaking as if, like, they were there or, or, or they know. And I, I just find, find that interesting. Like, the momentum is definitely shifting a bit. Again, I'm not going to break it down to percentage. But, um... You know what? I feel like at this point, if Tori actually did come out and say, I actually did shoot Megan Thee Stallion and people try to just, uh, you know, try to spin it that and like say, oh, no, no, somebody probably has him at gunpoint making them say that, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, People be like, oh, why is he, why is he fessing up now? You know, it's always some, you know, uh, sinister plot in the background. People, you know, are really... um consumed with the idea of uh but remember so like he's saying you know the, the illuminati trying to get a nigga you know the the uh, the industry mad I, I wouldn't sell sell my soul and remember megan stallion is clicked up with jay-z and them and we know the history of the rock and illuminati rumors which to be fair i've never been a fan of but objectively speaking the uh quote i'm a dire christian angle and 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 they're mad because i won't sell my soul angle is interesting and rather smart as far as defending himself in the court of public opinion not to mention putting out conscious type rap records shouting out brianna taylor and, and uh speaking on like the the plight of american blacks specifically like he, he put i can't remember i don't know if it was the in the air joint or whatever but the intro was like you know shit is fucked up here in america and listening to it you would think that tori is like you know an american not not to say that uh, foreign black yeah. on the I, I totally forgot he was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's it's interesting. But like, remember, a black pop star is accusing him of of assaulting her with a deadly weapon, and legends and icons had her back. And I've been on Tory's music since he was signed to like Shine Kingston. Actually, since people were theorizing that he was like Drake's younger brother, because like years ago, people won't remember this. There was like it was on World Star, and it was like, oh, is this Drake's little brother? And uh, it was just like a clip of Tory Lanez rapping. And then there was the infamous uh, uh, challenge to Drake. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, Tory Lanez a long time ago put out a video saying, look, Drake, I just need one chance. I, I just want you to listen to one of my songs. And if you don't like it, I'll give you $10,000. $10,000 that like is, is all I got. But I'm so confident that you'll like my music that I'll give you $10,000. And long story short, Drake didn't respond. And that might have been like, the origins of the chip on Tory Lanez's shoulder, because as we know, there's been like subliminals over the years. But uh, as we know, uh, from from what I understand, Drake and Tory has definitely squashed it. And, uh, you know, with Drake's, I don't want to say kiss and make up to her, but we know that he had beef with Meek Mill. He made a, a hit record called Championships with Meek Mill. He uh, uh, squashed his beef with Chris Brown, made a record called No Guidance. So I'm actually kind of expecting a Tory Lanez Drake record. Now with this whole Megan Thee Stallion thing, there might be a delay on that, but, um, you know, but yeah, speaking the on the, speaking on that $10,000, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, on, on Tory Lane's part, that's kind of smart, smart marketing, you know, cause Drake doesn't need $10,000. He just, you know, and he probably not even going to reply, but that kind of got people's attention and that oh, was the did. purpose, you know? It did. It did. And Drake was nowhere near as rich as he, uh, is now back then. But he was definitely like, from what I understand, a millionaire. He was the hottest rapper in the game. So Tory Lanez did grab headlines. He did grab headlines. And, and there were two narratives. One was like, oh, is this Drake's little brother? And I think that came out before the challenge. I think when he issued the challenge, people realized, oh, this isn't Drake's little brother. And now that I think about it, I don't know where that narrative came from. Outside of Tory Lanez being a Canadian, they don't necessarily look anything alike. Uh, but that was, <laughs> believe it or not, on World Star. I remember the headline clear as day. Is this Drake's little brother? It was uh, probably a joke, you know. It was probably an inside joke. With, with that could be that. <laughs> yeah, that could be that.
But uh, my point is saying, like, I've, I've been following uh, Tory's campaign for a very long time, dude. Like, I think I remember, like, clips of him being on Miami, just singing to, like, locals or tourists that would just walk by. Like, like he was hungry. He was, he's always been, like, very hungry. And I'm a fan of the, you know, I'm, I'm the fan of female rappers taking over. I think 2019 was the year of the female uh, rapper really making a statement from 2019 onward. And Megan Thee Stallion putting on for, for the anime geeks like myself, that was huge to me. Like, so the whole situation is just like upsetting. And the year of, of the pandemic, uh, the election year, a year that feels like the beginning of, of the end, people are Christian saying it's the end times. Uh, so much energy is going into picking sides between Tory Lanez and Megan. And emotional energy is like finite. You can get exhausted quickly over things uh, uh, transpiring in 2020. And you know, I don't know, man. There's there's just so much. Uh, I don't know, bro. But I I'll keep an eye on the case and and hope for whatever the best case scenario is, if that's even a, a thing, if that could even be uh, possible. Um, I a part of me just hopes that this is just one big misunderstanding. Like like uh, you know, we know that Megan got shot, and and maybe and Megan possibly could have misunderstood, and you know, there could be kissing, makeup, and or whatever. But you know, this is. 2020 this is reality we're in the real world so uh i don't think it's gonna be that that clean cut you know um but hope i'm hoping i'm hoping that uh everybody can uh come out of this with their integrity intact and their um fandoms intact and their their, their you know because these are two black powerful individuals and um i want to i want to see black people uh um unite and dominate and, and kick ass and shit like that so yeah, that's that's kind of my current take on on the whole situation. Um, I hope it didn't sound like a cop out, but uh, well, what do you think, Monty? Before we get into the idea of settling out with uh Travis Scott and McDonald's. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that later. But see, I'm not surprised that you know that Tory Lanez is kind of winning the public court of opinion right now because that we go back to the topic of hero worship, and it's it's sad that so many people fall for it, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so easy to just not even see that, you know, you're falling for this shit and that he's trying to twist the narrative and trying to trying to change the subject. I feel like Tory probably has people people behind him that that's just coaching them to, you know, coaching him to see like what, what lane he could take where he could still somehow win out of this, even if he even if he's charged with which he has been so far. And yep. it's pretty sad that, you know, people are falling falling for it so easily. And uh, for Tory, I feel like, you know, at this point, what, what, what do you think he could do now that he's charged? Because he's still, I don't think people are really budging. And people are still, there's, there's still a lot of people at his defense. And it's, it's kind of interesting that a lot of people kind of turn it into a male versus female type of debate, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of turned into like, siding with your gender because i see a lot of a lot of women especially you know black women just siding with megan obviously and a lot of men are kind of siding with tory lanes and it's it's pretty interesting yeah. how how there's a you know there's this type of type of you know gender gap and not in that uh, not in that sense but you know between the two two parties and it's kind of like they're kind of going at it in in a way kind of people are picking sides when especially Especially based on, based on uh, Megan being a female and you know Tory being a male, it's like, you know, I gotta I gotta put up with my with my gender. It's it's pretty weird to me. Yeah, yeah, it's there is some there's definitely some um, gender warfare going on. And again, it just goes back to the, you know, emotional energy being being finite and people getting exhausted over this when there's just so many things we could like. Uh, uh, click up and be, you know, stand in solidarity about, you know, uh, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor and uh, all the fallen, all the fallen soldiers and heroes and all of that. And uh, this is, you know, this is a real situation, you know, a, a real traumatizing situation for Megan Thee Stallion uh, and her fandom and with Tory Lanez, whether Tory Lanez fans believes he's innocent or guilty, they got to admit like, damn, this is traumatizing. I would, I hate that, you know, one of my favorite people are, are going through this. However, uh, if you, this is kind of like a, this is kind of micro in comparison to like the things that are going on in the greater climate. And um, it just kind of goes to show like how big, 
quote unquote distractions can get due to things like hero worship or like really um the value of what certain people have to our culture like i, I care i do care a lot about uh about this but at the same time you know we can only we can only take care of the things like we can only do things that 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 how do i say this once we don't have all the facts about this situation we have to sit sit back yeah. and wait for the facts so people being so comfortable and speaking as if there's a finality to this because let's let's be 100 percent clear there's nothing final about this there, there there are facts that obviously we still don't have um and then we also got to be clear that let's say tory lane's is is found guilty tomorrow there's going to be a big subset of people that will buck that and say like oh man this is just another example of a christian black man being being uh, <laughs> destroyed by the system or if he's found innocent then it's going oh megan stallion just another quote-unquote lying bitch accusing you know innocent you know person out of jealousy or whatever because there's a whole narrative of megan the stallion was ultimate and i think tory lane's uh, perpetuated this on one of his records which was you know you know I, I was loving how kylie was looking and you stormed out and you were mad you were jealous of kylie jenner that there was that whole narrative going on like so people really think that's kind of that's kind of twisted how he just you know that's yeah, just I, I think it's twisted how people believe like oh yeah you know you know he was probably just digging kylie she 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 got jealous so she concocted this whole whole um scheme to like tear him down when in reality it might have just been a heated argument and and but like what the like what that's, that's, such, a, that's such a t- childish take from tory man <laughs> like it seems <laughs> like some high school drama shit that he's uh turning into and yeah uh, yeah I, I will say man his, his tone of attack on the project it, it's very it's, it's very strong on it's a lot it's a lot more like i'm in the right and you're just jealous this is and that then hey man i'm innocent and i think this is a misunderstanding you know, there's definitely a a tone he's uh he's uh putting out there into the universe, and man, his fans are eating it. And again, people don't play about God or religion. He's saying, I don't care if I die tomorrow, I'm a die a Christian. The Illuminati want a nigga soul, stuff like that. Like people believe in that, but I just don't know. Like Story Lanes is a super mainstream po- black pop artist. I don't remember hearing him talk about like he's talked about his religion before, but he's never really. I'm going to depth about how the Illuminati wants his soul or whatever, but again, it's just in the court of public defense, uh, uh, in the court of public opinion, you got to put out your narratives because people go with narratives. And Tory Lanez's current narrative is that I'm a Christian and Illuminati want my soul, but you just know it has like broader elements. Yeah, now Tory did also accuse her team of trying to like destroy his career as well. Uh, but that whole Illuminati thing with Jay Z and Beyonce, like there's history to that, so he knows what he's doing, and objectively speaking. It's working in terms of the momentum shifting or whatever. But like I said, as of right now, I just don't feel comfortable with speaking on anything that has to do with uh, uh, finality. All I know is that Megan Thee Stallion did get shot, and I don't believe she shot herself in the foot. Uh, um, And yeah, she got shot, bro. I mean, for now, some people don't even believe that. Some people believe it was some some other. That's sad, man. That's sad. Like, you could get shot and just, you know. And, and people say, oh, no, you must have stepped on something because she posted a picture. But some people don't even really think that that came from bullets. They're probably so, saying it's Photoshop and all that shit. You well, know? well, there's that. Yeah, man. So so it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but it's it's still weird, though. Isn't uh, isn't Kylie still with uh, Travis? Well, why? Why is uh, why is Tori talking about Kylie? That's just weird to me. Um, I don't know. if uh, I, I remember hearing about Kylie. And Travis breaking up and just agreeing to co-parent. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they got back together. But last time I heard, and I'm not going to say I've been following the situation closely, but last time I heard, they were just uh, going their separate ways and agreeing to, like, co-parent or whatever. Um, but also, I mean, let's be honest. No, I don't, I don't want to be, like, messy, but, like, Tory Lane's always rapped about, like, not, you know, he'll take a nigga bitch and yada, yada, yada. Like, he's just, that's kind of, like, what he kind of projects. And as she said, Kylie was just looking good in that pool. I think they were in a pool or something. She was just looking heavenly, I think he said. So uh, it's so weird to me how it's always something surrounding the the Kardashians, man. It's I don't get it, man. They're always whoa, in the middle the, the of the Jenner Kardashian thing. Now, if you want to talk about conspiracies and the Kardashian curse and how like yeah. certain individuals are like like 
changed in a just, major way before it's like people are attracted to that bubble and and they just fall into the shit and and it's always something negative that just comes out of it i feel like i don't i don't get it man i just don't yeah. get why people are so attracted to any of the kardashians <laughs> they're not they're not something i want to be around you know yeah yeah there's just been a lot of again crazy before and afters like lamar odom NBA champion, you know, and all this and all that before before uh, marrying Chloe and getting with the Kardashians. After that, oh, he's he's a he's a crack addict and he almost died at a brothel. And then you got um uh, Caitlyn Jenner and uh, her whole transformation. By the way, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, guys. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like uh, there's just there is a lot of before and after with, with a lot of controversy and a lot of news surrounding, and it's like yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. manufactured in a way. Even Kanye. That's that's oh, like, the Kanye thing broke my heart, bro. I saw um, I saw he actually put out an ad today. I didn't I I, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I, maybe I should have since we were doing the podcast or whatever. But there's so many other things to talk about. But yeah, he put out a political ad, and I got a, a, a alert on my phone that says uh, Kanye is surprised or blown away that he is doing better, uh, that he's beating Trump and Biden in the polls in um. Is he though? <laughs> is he? Well, though? no. And, and, well, in a per, in a certain state, I think Kentucky or something like that. Oh. Um, but you know, you know how polls are. There's so many different ones, and it, it ain't like he's beating them like nationwide. Don't let's not yeah. put that out there. Yeah, he's just pick and choosing. You know what makes him look yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I would be very surprised if he thinks that he could really like win. Like I, I think he knows that. Like it's, it's not even. It's not possible. You know how they say like nothing's impossible. I, I really do think it's actually impossible for Kanye West to become the president in 2020. There's just not enough campaigning going hey, on. It happened to Donald Trump, man, but yeah. But but, he's but not... that's different, though. That's different because Donald Trump had, like, even a whole, like, he had years before. Be- believe it or not, bro, Trump was campaigning when he was shitting on Obama during Obama's second term. When he, back mm-hmm. in 2010, when he was saying that uh, uh, Barack Obama isn't even in the, uh, uh, may have not even been born in America and all that. I believe he was campaigning even back then, but let's be clear. In 2015, a whole you know a whole year or, or whatever before uh, the uh, election day, he saying I'm, I was running for president, and and we also got to remember Trump had billions behind him uh, as, oh, yeah. as like campaign finances. Kanye yeah. doesn't have that, and what I mean by that is Monty, I think it was like two billion in free promotion because he grabbed so many headlines that there was like some analysis that uh, data crunching going on, and people estimated that he had over two billion dollars in free political like promotion behind his name like it's just two totally different things with trump and Kanye. i know people like oh well we thought that about uh trump but like it's a totally different situation because he definitely knew how to play the game when it comes to you know trump and uh and he Mm -hmm. just put his money and just hired a lot of people that kind of knew what what they're doing and exactly remember 2016 there there's just ads everywhere man with trump and just he was all over the place Facts, all over the facts. media and everywhere and, and there was like this one article what months ago that said kanye didn't even like go through the proper paperwork to even get like recognized as a pre- presidential uh candidate and it's already also been leaked that gop operatives are freely like working with him to like break up the quote-unquote black vote like it's already leaked that they're like the, a lot of again gop operatives are just trying to like play play the quote-unquote political game by having kanye like leveraging kanye's uh, social capital so it can ultimately help the GOP and Trump and all of that like so sad to say but at least in the eyes of GOP operatives and and Republicans out there or whatever he's a pawn like he's a pawn on somebody else bro Kanye West the creative genius this this and that is a pawn in the eyes of many and GOP operatives and it leaked and uh that's that's just uh, it's such a waste of time for Kanye man because uh remember we even forgot that he was supposed to release an album a couple months ago in July, I think. And yeah, we haven't heard nothing about that. Bro, I, yeah, yeah. And I just never thought it would, it would be like a, a point in time where like some news like that would, would come out and me, me not even like be excited. You know, um, I wasn't super hyped for Yandi. I wasn't even, you know, that's, that's a whole nother thing. We could do a whole nother show on uh, Kanye West, bro. Like, and, and in terms of hero worship, and that's a whole nother uh, uh, episode as well that we could do. I mean, we can still talk about it here, but like, it's just so big to me in my life personally, because you gotta remember, like, there was this guy, I, I won't even name his name, but if he hears this, he knows what's up, that 
like I think I criticized Kanye on one thing and he didn't even want to be my friend anymore. Wow. <laughs> like, we were supposed to, like hang out and stuff. Uh, uh, Brody had introduced me to him. And just based off that one little criticism, he felt like I was, it was almost as if I was personally attacking him like a family member of his physically. That's how he responded to me. And he wanted to like go, uh, like just not talk to me anymore. And I'm like, bro, it's that deep. And I, growing up, I was the biggest Wayne fan, the biggest Wayne fan. But I don't know if at the height of my Wayne fandom in my teenage years, shout out Wayne, you know, he's done a lot for me indirectly. But uh, I don't know if I've ever gotten to the point of somebody like criticizes Wayne on like something as like, like uh, silly or frivolous as like a clothing choice style of wear or whatever that I would be like, oh, I can't talk to you no more. I can't hang out with you no more because, you know, you're speaking your mind or opinion. But like, no, a, a dude really cut him, like cut me off because I criticized his quote unquote hero. And this is before kind, this was years ago. So I can only imagine like, I, I don't know if like he's, you know, on the front lines defending Kanye on everything he's done in the past couple of ye uh, years, whether it's like slavery was choice or, or going at Harriet Tubman, you know, um, I don't know if he's like defending that or finally realizing like, man, I've cut people off for this man. And yeah. Look, he got me out here looking crazy. Like, I don't know. Usually Usually when that happens, when you're such a big fan, that would cut people, that you would cut people out of your life. Sometimes you kind of go the opposite in a way where you kind of become very anti whatever you, whatever you supported, you know? I think nowadays yeah. he might be really not on Kanye's side, but if he realizes that. what he has done, but you know. I can see that. Yeah, because like energy often doesn't just go away. So like uh, kind of like thin line between love and hate, right? Like. The, the, the most passionate lovers often become the most bitterest of haters, you know, because that it's just yeah. a, a, it's just a swap. It's just an inner, like yin and yang. It just goes to the other side of the, the spectrum or whatever. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, but I would definitely be sad to know if he was that fervent of a defender of Kanye. And despite everything that's gone on, you know, but uh, hey, shout out to Kanye, man. I hope he, I hope he, um, I hope he's all right, man. <laughs> That's all I can say. I, I hope he's all right. I just man. want him to get back to the music and take his pills, man. That's all I want for him. Right, right. Whatever, bro. Like, cause there's there's something definitely definitely going on. I mean, he he he'll even tell you that he contradicts himself uh, uh, quite a bit. So, um, but regardless of that, man, Travis Scott in this McDonald's thing, man. Like, uh, Monty, what's going on, man? Like, I'm hearing talks about Travis being a sellout, but I'm also hearing that this is some big big uh, uh, insidious plan to get people to uh, like to distract people from McDonald's like uh, being oppressive towards black franchise owners uh, with McDonald's or partners or whatever so like can you fill me in on this or like should I click on click on the article and uh, get refreshed on it or, or, or what's up because yeah this kind of interesting that I just came across uh, so McDonald's has been accused of using Travis Scott and some other artists also to cover up for racial discrimination lawsuits that are facing. So I think, uh, I think you know, they're, they're, they're been, they've been kind of in the trouble in, in the public eye when it comes to, when it comes to racial lawsuits. And I, I'm not too, I'm not too up to date on that, but they're very, they're getting a lot of heat when it comes to that. And, and some people, some people put together that, you know, they might be, they might be using lot of other big artists to kind of take the take the heat away from them and kind of put the focus on somewhere else because you know as you know because Travis Scott recently put out the Cactus Jack Burger uh with uh, McDonald's and that's been kind of a big talking point yeah yeah I still haven't tried that me but, neither uh, I don't think I don't think uh I don't think I want to con contribute to the just the all the aura surrounding it you know right 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 but um but here's my thing like hmm it's how do i say this like the idea of trap tra the idea of selling out and travis scott like travis scott you know has done the nike deal the jamba Jew shout outs like i have no problem with a black man getting to the bag however they do say all money ain't good money and if those accusations from like black mickey d's owners are even halfway accurate then it puts the Travis Scott deal in a whole nother light, uh, light. Like, I can't deny that because the success of one major deal with a Black man contributes to the distraction and disrespect of many other Black people with faces we would never recognize. And uh, 
yeah, that, that's something sinister. That's something insidious. One could even say that's a conspiracy, a real one or, or whatever. Um, and, but like, however, I can't find it in me to hold anything against Travis per se, just like I didn't when the Queen of Soul, Mary J. Blige did her, just a lot, would say, a lot of people say cringy McDonald's commercial, whatever, I ain't gonna lie that. The, the, I, Mary, J., Mary J. Blige did this, 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 uh, this Mickey D's commercial and it was uncomfortable to watch. Some would say like some people would accuse her of cooning or whatever. It was just uncomfortable to watch her singing about other chicken, something, something. <laughs> like she's just singing very passionately about chicken, basically. And uh, yeah, but I don't look at her yeah. any less than for that particular sponsorship. A little like all money ain't good money, but a fast food sponsorship, it may not be like the healthiest. And there could be arguments made of like, you know, a, a, a powerful person uh, doing a sponsorship with a company that, 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 you know, will, will, will harm your health and have like this damn near like very addictive or whatever. But like, I don't know. Man. Yeah, at this point, that by itself isn't wicked to me. It's yeah. not wicked. Like a regular sponsorship like that isn't wicked. But that that's in a vacuum, though, not attached to all this other, you know, uh, uh, craziness that's the, with the accusations going on with, uh, you know, black people saying that they were in an oppressive environment that was conducive to, to white supremacy and, and, uh, and covert, covert oppression or whatever. Like that's, that's actually disgusting. So uh, I don't know, man, I, I guess I would have to, I would have to keep a, um, eye on the cases or whatever. I haven't uh, ate McDonald's. I have no problems like boycotting McDonald's or whatever. I, I, I have like, I feel the way I feel about boycotts. Like a lot of them seem to be like unsuccessful. Yeah, it's kind of really like, it's not, it just seems like an outrage machine just to boycott because they're still going to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's just, it's not on the same level of like the Birmingham bus boycott or anything like that with Martin Luther King. Like, like those people were like serious. Our people were serious in the civil rights era. Today, it's just kind of like, you know, for a week or, you know, the infamous Gucci band, the, the, the infamous uh, boycott of Gucci, which was, we're not going to wear Gucci for three months. That shit really hit them where it hurts. Like, and I was like, okay, three months. Yeah, yeah it needs right. to be I, a I big boycott where it's nationwide and a lot of people participating. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do much. It's, and indefinite, bro. It has to be indefinite, and t- like however long it takes. I feel like not like no. Oh, we'll do it for one month, two months, three months. It has to be indefinite, like until further notice. You know, like it, it has to be serious, and I just don't think people are really um prepared to do that. Uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of my thing about that. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna have to read a little bit more into the McDonald's thing, uh, guys. I would encourage you to look look up the. The current lawsuits, the the like two major lawsuits that are going on, uh, and the accusations that are being levied at McDonald's because it's it's not a it's not a good look, and it's not one or two people. It's a coalition of people, uh, uh, voicing their um, their displeasure and uh, distaste to McDonald's for for uh, allegedly disrespecting, yeah. degrading them, um, subjecting them to covert white supremacy, uh, oppression, all that. Um, In a way. Yeah. In a way, no. I kind of mm-hmm. think Travis Scott partnering up with uh, McDonald's was a good thing in a way, now that I think about it, because I did not know about these lawsuits until I read the, read this article, you know, until, I've, until I uh, read what was going on with Travis Scott and the controversy. So I think that kind of worked out in a way where, you know, it's, it's putting more light into the lawsuits and what's going on with McDonald's, because I did not know about it. Oh, snap. So like, so like the... the... So the initial thing of McDonald's is like, cause that, that's somewhat of what I've read. Like uh, guys allegedly in the article, uh, it was um, McDonald's wasn't even looking to do any sponsorships with like a rapper like Travis Scott until the, the uh, lawsuit thing became, became news. And so uh, I guess the plan was to do the deal with Travis Scott and distract, you know, America, the world uh, from, from that, from, from those negative uh, press stories about McDonald's or whatever. However, Monty, like like you're saying, those articles that you know we're hearing about, like, what if we just wouldn't have heard about it? Period. If the Travis Scott deal didn't happen, but um, yeah, I guess they could have signal boosted, uh, ultimately signal boosted what they were allegedly trying yeah. to hide. 
Um, yeah, yeah in a way, point. if uh, if it was their plan to use Travis Scott, you know, to take the heat off them, it kind of gets backfired. But we don't know what happened, so I guess we just have to we just have to speculate based on based on what's out there right now. Definitely, definitely. Um, and one of the last topics I wanted, you know, we wanted to get into was this uh, Bill Burr SNL performance. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are mad at this, guys. Um, I'm going to click on the article and read a little bit, but it, um, the headline says, Bill Burr's controversial Saturday Night Live monologue draws mixed reactions. The stand-up comedian made jokes about cancel culture, white women, and Pride Month when hosting the Variety Sketch Series. Um, when taking the stage, the comedian was quick to acknowledge, quote, the difficult times, unquote, that have transpired this year and praised the audience for wearing masks to abide by uh, praising the audience, and he praised the audience for wearing masks to abide by safety protocols amid the novel coronavirus pandemic, though he said it makes him feel uncomfortable. He also said it doesn't bother him should anyone not wear a mask. He says, quote, take out your grandparents, take out your weak cousin with asthma. I don't care. It's your decision. Uh, if you're that dumb and you want to kill your own family members, by all means, do it. Um, so it's critical of people that are like, no, fuck the mask. And I've talked to people that, that believe that the coronavirus is like not only on the level of the flu, but less serious than the flu. You know, um, I met a I met an old man on uh, on Destiny 2 PS4 in a, a, a clan within the game. You know, we were just playing the game or whatever. And somehow we got onto the coronavirus and he was just venting about his work, making him wear a mask. And if it was up to him, you know, he would wouldn't have a mask in his possession because he just doesn't uh see this as a big deal and he even said if it is a big deal well hey i survived h1n1 and all the other <laughs> things ebola that you know that all the other things they said was supposed to kill me and you know just a lot of hyperbolic and just just a rant just a rant from a, a 50 uh 59 year old uh self-professed uh self-confessed uh republican or whatever and uh yeah, I guess Bill Burr is like, yo, if yeah. that's how you feel, go kill yourself, take your family out. And of course, this is SNL. This is mainstream or whatever. And I guess SNL are known to be somewhat edgy, but not Bill Burr edgy, <laughs> I guess. They're, they're not ready for that whole Bill Burr thing. And uh, he also took aim at cancel culture, explaining that it comes to the point where, quote, they're literally running out of people to cancel. They're going after dead people now. They're trying to cancel John Wayne. It's like, God did that 40 years ago. Uh, and he started criticizing white women for uh, hijacking the woke movement. Uh, he said, generals around the world should be analyzing this. <laughs> the woke movement was supposed to be about people of color uh, not getting opportunities that they deserve. And uh, that all changed in eight seconds. The nerve of you white women. Uh, you, you guys stood by us toxic white males through centuries of our crimes against humanity. You rode around in the blood money and occasionally when you wanted to sneak off and hook up with a nigga, you didn't say the word. I just put, it, put that in there. Um, yeah, when well, you wanted to sneak off, uh, sneak off and hook up with a nigga, if you got caught, you said it wasn't consensual. Yeah, that's what you did. So why don't you shut up, sit down next to me and take your talking to. Um, yeah, man, this is, this isn't what... Uh, I, I don't think the the, the audience at yeah. SNL was expecting, or the staff. They still laughed, I don't think though. The staff or they the still laughed. They, yeah, they yeah. did. They did. But but when he but at the end when he started talking about the Pride oh, yeah. Month, people it was like uncomfortable laughter. Cause they're like, oh, I just realized Pride Month was a thing. You know, yada yada yada. Um, but um, his his take on not caring if someone chooses to wear a mask is touchy. Uh, I guess understandably, I mean, my nephew had COVID and it beat the hell out of him. Uh, and, you know, he has super high fevers. He couldn't really move that much, but he beat it, thankfully. Shout out Malik. Um, but it showed me how serious of a threat the coronavirus is. Not that I didn't take it serious before, but when it hits close to home, it hits close to home. However, Bill emphasized that it was stupid not to wear one. And again, this is dark humor. This is what Bill Burr is uh, known for. Uh, also, juxtaposing Black people's struggle with other community struggles or white women's struggle on SNL, which is just, which is is a show that's as mainstream as it gets, it would of course ruffle feathers. And I think Bill Burr knew that. Like, Bill Burr knew what. Like, he he's he's a smart man. He knew he was about to go on SNL and piss yeah, off a that lot was of people. His, that was his and intention. I think probably he wanted to get get controversy. You know, just 
Just get people talking. Yeah, I thoroughly believe that. But when you watch people like my man Andrew Schultz or Dave Chappelle, his takes are, it's like relatively mild in comparison yeah. to what like the dark humor I'm used to. Like fucking Andrew Schultz is making like jokes about the will of fortune of slavery. Which slavery is better? Sex slavery? Chattel slavery? Yeah. Like You Andrew, can't do that on that. Andrew gets wild on Yeah, you definitely can't. You definitely can't. And I understand like your average audience member isn't going to be used to Andrew Schultz comedy, but just speaking from my personal perspective, what Bill Burr did on that stage yeah. was very uh, tame in comparison to everything else. Uh, in terms of like cancel culture, cancel culture has been tackled by like quite a few great comedic minds. And let's just say, I think, I think the venue matters. If Andrew said some of these things he said at his show, at, at his shows or on his podcast uh, on SNL, people would have a heart attack. Like, People just would just melt. Like, like they wouldn't even have time to can't like it would like explode their brains if they knew the, the content that's out there or, or whatever. But um he just wasn't Bill Burr wasn't speaking to his audience and again I think he expected that there would be some pearl clutching and uh uh, uh virtue he's signaling still, and yeah, stuff. He like still that. killed it in my opinion. He still I was I was just dying laughing at all the jokes, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he did his thing. I think yeah. he did his thing. And he criticized cancel culture and the CC gang predictably did what he knew yeah. they would do which is try to cancel people on twitter cancel him cancel him uh people if you support him because you know oh, there's yeah. the i know the term is like guilt by association but like i think there's still like there should be another another term and it probably already exists but like guilt by support like if you consume this man's comedy yeah. there was a lot of those takes if you consume this man's comedy you should know what that says about you that people forget shit. this is comedy it's a you know obviously there's truth to to comedy but you know at the end of the day it's comedy it's jokes and if it makes you laugh however touchy the subject is you know uh if it makes you laugh man it's a win yeah bro yeah and i'm not i'm, not, I'm just not the biggest fan of like tone policing yeah. like i'm a big fan of uh eminem uh <laughs> eminem has a lot of crazy records out there and uh you know i'm happy that uh, that that, yeah. that content exists like eminem's a, a genius or whatever like He's made some disturbing records or whatever. And and these are the same types of people, whether it's comedy, whether it's music. Uh, uh, they're quick to like, uh, they're like thought, po uh, yeah. thought police. And um, I can't really, I can't really get with that. You ain't got to agree with everything Bill Burr says. And Bill Burr has done a lot of specials out there. Like you will be hard pressed to convince me that he believes in all, like everything that he says on stage, like comedically. It's, it's a sport, bro. It's comedy. Like Andrew Schultz says, Literally, his goal is to find the most, like, come up with the most detestable thing that everybody disagrees with and try to get them to think, like, twice via laughing. Just making them laugh about something that they, they yeah. would think that they would never laugh about. Like, it's it's a sport, bro. Uh, um, and Andrew Schultz's opinion, it's, it's an obsession. And you guys might hear me talk about Andrew Schultz on the podcast from time to time because he was a big motivator in me, not only uh, uh, doing, you know, starting uh, this podcast with Monty, but just, like, just motivating me about his like how obsessive he is about his craft it's like like michael jordan i'm not saying that he's the michael jordan of comedy i'm saying like his approach to comedy yeah. is very obsessive you should hear him talk mm -hmm. on a, a joey diaz about like how he got into comedy and how he would spend like hours and hours and hours and late nights restless nights just trying to come up with the best jokes and how he would um he would like kill himself just to come up with the best material and uh man i, I just respect comedians i respect I respect the art. I respect dark humor. Yeah. Uh, now that's that's different than like, just like straight up like offensive yeah. shit just for the point of. Uh, yeah, it has to have a point to it, and you know, kind of has to make it funny, but it has to has to have a message also. You know, not not everything has to have a message, but you yeah. know, it has to make sense. It has to be clever. It can't yeah. be just you know just oh I'm I'm just doing this for shock value and I, I don't really have anything else exactly just shock value for like oh like just saying the n word repeatedly or having some sort of like alt right type agenda behind it I can't you're gonna you're not gonna I can't rock with that per se but uh, yeah Monty I, I mean I th I think you've conveyed it bro like um, yeah. these aren't evil people Bill Burr's not a Nazi uh, uh, and I shouldn't even be. I shouldn't even be saying this. Like, you guys know what's up, man. Cancel culture is crazy out here. And I'm glad that there are some great comedic minds of our time that are, are taking the piss out of it. It's great, uh, man. So, and yeah. I feel like some people say, oh, you know, I know, I obviously get if you didn't find this funny. It's it's definitely okay. But I know some people had a take where, oh, you're, you're kind of attacking 
the kind of it's kind of the same old repeated repetitive subject where you're just going after like you know just the same type type of same type of topic you know like uh like the woke movement the women and you know just the just the yeah. me too movement and yeah. just you know the lgbt community mm -hmm. but i don't know i feel like you know that that kind of i think that was kind of the point because it's not easy to do he's still kind of he's still kind of turned it into a into a way where it's still kind of made it funny and kind of new and original and i think mm -hmm. it's, it's obviously not easy to do because he had to go in front of a snl audience which their comedy let's just say snl is just not it's not as uh you know controversial or topical and obviously they're topical but they're not as controversial and usually their comedy is very i don't really personally find it funny you know i find it very lame most of the time right you know right. but it's it's, yeah. it's not easy to do and they he actually made him laugh and going back to the actual bit that bill burr did it was it was pretty funny how you know he made a joke about if you know who rick moranis is he's an actor from the 90s he he, he was a he was the dad yeah. in honey i shrunk the kids and all those a lot of different movies back in the day and so he made okay. a joke where you know where he got punched a couple i think a couple of days ago in new york just somebody just punched him randomly he was walking in the street in new york and he just got punched and it was a it was a news headline i think and he kind of made a made a joke where you know hey new york is back now he, now that he got punched randomly in the street and people laughed the audience were howling but you know when it came to when it came to other subject you know when it came when it targeted them cuz i think there was a lot of white women in the audience at snl and you know they're kind of like ooh i don't i wouldn't go there cuz you know it's funny like you know you, you would laugh at other things when it when it doesn't target you but when it's targeting when it's talking about you in a you know comedic comedic matter and that's when you take offense you know that's that's how that's kind of very hypocritical yeah yeah definitely um you know people laugh at that laugh and perish shit that uh they agree with or that don't offend their particular sensibilities you know uh dark dark humor that's personally tailored to them and if it kind of steps outside those lines of what they deem acceptable, then it's Satan, Satan's work, Satan's material. Um, so yeah, man, I, I'm always going to respect minds that try to that attempt to take the piss out of that. And even if I don't necessarily find every joke yeah. funny, I know that ultimately at the end of the day, they're trying to make me laugh. They're not trying to break, break my spirit down as a, as a man or whatever. I, you know, it's, it's just ultimately um silly, but I mean, we're in 2020, man. Everybody's, Everybody's on edge. Everybody has all this uh, all this aggression uh, just from sitting at I, home all day, I guess. Yeah, sit, sitting at home, and then there's there's a lot of just feeling of helplessness. Like, okay, you know, you know, there's you know the the environmental issues. There's the Breonna Taylor cases. There, mm. There's just a ton of stuff. Kobe Bryant died. There's a lot of stuff that I guess I'm trying to say. There's a lot of stuff that has happened and transpired that people can't do anything about. But one thing they can do yeah. is tweet and virtue that signal kinda, and try yeah, to That kind of makes them in control, you know? You have your own say. Yeah. Putting your yeah. own take out there. Trying to have control. Trying to have control. That's ultimately, um, I think that's ultimately what the what the cause is, man. 2020 is fucking crazy. And um, <laughs> 2020, I know people are like, oh, I hope next year. I don't think it'll uh, be better, uh, man. Better, I think like, 2021. Yeah, I don't know. It might be worse. We know, we know. We we say like, oh, I can't wait for this year to to be over. But you know, we we said that about twenty nineteen. So, yeah, if we don't address, I mean, again, a lot of things are out of our control. But like, if we don't address the things that possibly halfway can be addressed, then you know, time is a man-made uh, construct in yeah. a lot of ways. So like, it's it's ultimately arbitrary. Like, the time is the 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 time we're in is the time we're in, and if we, if we don't, you know. Uh, come together and figure some shit out. It's just gonna be it's gonna be the same, if not if not worse. And I, it's funny now because I do remember saying, man, uh, uh, I do remember people saying, I can't wait till twenty nineteen is over, man. This is such a bad year for me. And now they're begging for that shit back. Yeah. They're begging for that time period back. Twenty nineteen is like the best year of all time in comparison and relative yeah. to twenty twenty. That's just a and it's very fact. weird how it but, happens kind of every four years because you know twenty sixteen was another year people are like oh I can't stand this oh, year. Oh yeah, that was a lot of and twenty twelve we we had true, the world bro. almost ending, which was you know which was oh, the Mayan <laughs> prediction and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was crazy. A lot of people believe that. Uh, now, all right, one 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 thing. Uh, 
on a lighter note that we can transition into and then uh, wrap it up is um, what what's some media that that you know you've been consuming that you're really excited about or really feeling. Um, yeah, what you went to? Oh yeah, yeah. Recently, which is uh, I just uh, you know finished consuming the whole season of the boys, which is on Amazon Prime and. Uh, it's been, it has gotten really popular, especially this season, which is which is pretty crazy because uh, I read the comic back in the day before they turned it into an actual show, and I never thought it would it would become this popular. But uh, yeah, this this season right. it just ended, and I would say it's another fantastic season of The Boys, and I, I think people should mm-hmm. definitely check it out. And the show is pretty much about it's kind of it's like an anti superhero show. The main concept is that. It's, it's, it's kind of based in our world where superheroes have kind of taken over and they're, they, they're like, you know, they're, they're like the actors of this world. They're like the big heroes that people, everybody look up to. And so we have some of our protagonists in a way, kind of also anti-heroes or, and they're, they, they want to expose what's going on with the superhero culture and how, how fucked up they are in a way and uh, how they take their power and use it for, you know, bad things. And, it's pretty it's, it's it gets pretty gruesome and it gets it also has a lot of a lot of you know a lot of satire and a lot of a lot of messages behind that that kind of that kind of mirrors what's happening in the real world with us because you know with hollywood with uh you know with just the presidency and all that it's it's very it's very topical and this season this season yeah. was another another crazy hit and i'll say the probably the best part of about this show is the one of the actors uh uh He's like uh, he's he's one of the characters. He's one of the bad bad superhero characters, as I'm saying, and he's right. he's called the Homelander. And oh my God, the the actor who portrays him, my God, he's he's probably he, he definitely should win some awards for that because you could you could feel the presence of this dude and how how scary he is and what's going on behind his head, like his mental and he, his facial expressions are just amazing. Like he could easily portray right like, what type of what type of emotion that he's supposed to portray in the screen, and it's pretty amazing. I and I think, I think the uh, you know, Kobe, you should definitely check it out. Right. Okay. Uh, I seen I seen a clip, man. I seen this like really brutal and vicious clip of. I mean, it was like a thirty-five second clip uh, that you put in the Google Docs, and I have no context outside of <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. uh, what what was the title? Um, the title was. It was pretty much like a blind superhero that who was yeah it says homeland homelander beat beats the boy or something like that and it was just like a clip of uh of him like hurting this character and like him uh, like he hits the character the character falls to the ground he's i think he's bleeding (laughs) out of his ear and uh and then i don't know man it was brutal it was just a brutal 35 seconds it actually got me low-key excited like monty you've been telling me about the show the boys for like months and I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. But that, that clip was like visceral oh. and nasty. And the language was adult. Yeah, and I'm like, it's very like adult. This. It's I, like, it's, but the comic is yeah. very edgy and very, the comic is even worse. But, you know, the show, the show surprisingly also has a lot of, a lot of, you know, just gruesome and just brutal scenes. Where are like, God damn, where you, where you kind of uh, makes you say like, God damn, I can't believe they put this on, you know, Amazon Prime. And it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty wild. Damn, bro. Yeah, man. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to check it out uh, sooner than later. Yeah, it's a good binge, um, man. Two seasons, end? just you know, eight episodes each. It's pretty quick. Oh yeah, and I'm a binge guy. I'm a binge specialist. That's 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 what I like to do when I well, obviously when I have yeah. time these days, a lot of you know working and all that. But when I have time, man, a good binge is is like a getaway mentally for me. Uh, and if it's a good good binge, just and you know inspires me as you know creative or whatever. But okay, well on my end, man, guys. Uh, I think next week I'll have something more to say, like a, a specific piece of, of of media that I'm excited about. But in general, I've just been watching a lot of um, uh, everything from battle rap to um, to like anime, anime essay videos on YouTube because I love me like a good YouTube video essay on, on something that I'm passionate about. It could be anything from from um, a certain anime to a to a video game that I, that I'm a big fan of, like the Witcher series, the Witcher one, the Witcher two. Still haven't played three, but I'm very confident that it's probably the greatest game I've ever that that's ever been created due to the video essays that I've uh, consumed. So um, 
yeah, guys, if you if you guys aren't in tune with the Witcher series, which I'm pretty sure if you're a gamer, you already you already know what's up. And if if you haven't played it, you you probably heard that it's it's it was the greatest game of the 2010s, if not the top five, easy. Um, and there's just a lot of great video essays out there, guys. So if if there's anything you're passionate about from from sports or whatever, I, I encourage you just look on YouTube and try to find like a good uh, uh, a good video essay where somebody just passionately breaks down everything that's so great about whatever you know the thing you love. Um, next week I might I think I'll be able to come come with a list of like actual uh, content creators or uh, or better yet bring up like a instead of the video essayists essay creators themselves writers themselves the actual media uh, or, or um, uh, yeah, the, the, a franchise or something. Like, so if it's anime, maybe I'll talk about- Yeah, we already uh, know you're big Yvonne. into anime, man. <laughs> we already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something something past the surface level gateway stuff, like Death yeah. Note, obviously that's great. Naruto, that's great. But like something a little le- a, a little bit more um, less known, less less famous, less popular. There's a lot of gems in, in anime. Again, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. So, cause even though she's rapping about my Hero Academia and, and, and Naruto is still a gateway. It's still a gateway, and our fans are like, "Wait, what's Naruto? What's My Hero Academia?" So, like, is, you know, it's anime's just getting bigger, and I just I, I love to hear that, bro, because I, I remember, you know, uh, the average person would get made fun of for watching anything outside of the, the Boondocks and Dragon Balls. Yeah, yeah. maybe Naruto. Uh, and speaking so, of anime, yeah, though, man, uh, of- uh, I definitely gotta get on to watching your favorite anime. You know, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Oh, which uh, Hunter, we definitely, Hunter, I definitely gotta, you know, get to watch it that one day, and we definitely could probably, you know, break it down and do an episode, whole episode on that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 bro. It could be just me, and you talking, uh, talking about it, or you know, there's some, some, um, some passionate anime lovers out there that 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 are a lot more knowledgeable about the industry than that that than I am. So like, you guys might be passionate about rap and know about uh the vice president at Atlantic Records or or like the history, label history of a certain artist, or like um, people that are in the basketball might know about the the um the, the what do you call it, the general manager of a team, the franchise owner, their history, their their track record, uh, coaches and stuff like that. Like, I want to bring people like that on when it as it pertains to anime to really just go in depth for you know for like an anime episode. The whole podcast isn't about anime, but guys, as you probably guessed it, the Great Cave is just about kind of like the things me and Monty are into and yeah. kind of like what we're feeling at the time. I know as of right now, we're starting off on a very topical type of thing, but I just want you guys to know that we're experimenting and uh, we want to branch out. We, you know, we, we, you know, we're just passionate about a lot of things, man. Just young men in the 21st century just kind of want to, want to uh, have a space to where we can just talk about the things we love and, and react to. Stuff, oh yeah. yeah. You know? We have, we have a lot of interest, so it was hard to just, uh, just get into just one one subject and just talk about it because you know we have we have yeah, a lot of definitely 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 and um yeah Monty I think that's about it for for this week bro unless there's uh, anything else no, I think yeah that we pretty much covered everything but we all we already know next week we, we, there's gonna be some new news that we gotta gotta go over break down definitely definitely well uh Man, this is exciting, man. The uh, episode two, of the Great Cave, man. We only went, we're only uh, going to get better, man. We we, we started at ground zero, and uh, we're excited to take you guys on this journey with us. And um, yeah, until until next time, be easy. This was the Great Cave.